This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now. It's uh, your host. Well, it's called Kill Me Now with Judy Gold, and I'm Judy Gold, because I host. I host the show. I'm the host. Host. Welcome. This week, we have part two of my conversation with Dulce Sloan from The Daily Show, and we talk about a lot of great stuff, and she's really smart and really funny and you're going to learn some things about her i really i really love i love i love bumping into her i love hanging out with her she's fucking great yeah i hope that you're excited as excited to hear it as i was to record it and by the way if you live in rhode island i'm putting this in the beginning of the show i will be at the greenwich odium in east greenwich rhode island on november 5th which will be 10 days before I turn 60. I can't, t- I can't believe I'm turning 60. Okay, I, I don't even want to talk about it. So why don't we uh, listen to my interview, sit back, relax, and enjoy Dulce Slow. So you're doing that, which is so, I just can't imagine you doing that. And you have a friend who, and you're living in Atlanta, who got a job at the Funny Farm? Yes, so this was 2007. So at this point I was working at the Auto Body Shop. I was managing an auto body shop. Uh, sidebar, my old, my boss graduated from my college. Okay. That's how I ended up getting that job. And that's how I was managing an auto body shop at 23. You don't have a car in New York, do you? No. But no. if you had a car, you would be able to say, go fuck yourself. You're full of shit to these people. Yeah. And okay. like, it's like, boo, like, go away. Um, I need you to come with me when I have to get my car fixed. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I can say now I know a lot more about body work than I do about mechanical issues. Okay. I do know that there are certain things that they just say to people, especially women. And so what I would do, because I dated a mechanic who would explain things, because I had a, when we met, I had a 92 Pontiac with 283,000 miles on it that was leaking oil. Wow. So we became fast friends. He he, But he already liked me. Right. Um, And now he's, married with a child and he's uh to a woman who's built like a can of soup but that's okay i shit on her when he's built like a hobbit so right it is interesting that i had my heart broken by a man who i would have swiped left on on a dating app yeah that's That's what happens that's what right 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 you know i saw a picture of him one day and i was like if i saw this if i saw right these pictures on Hinge or Bumble or whatever, and seeing the things that you and like knowing what you would say, I would have it would have been a hard left, hard left. He's the reason that I have that joke about uh, when I hug a man, like I don't want to be with a man. I'm five four. 
right? I don't want to be with the man who's the same height as me because when I hug a man, I want to hear his heartbeat, not his thoughts. <laughs> I love that. Get your ear off my ear, bro. Right. Crazy. Get your ear off my ear. You have a friend who gets a job at yes. the funny farm and you start visiting her so at she, work. Yeah. So she would let me get in for free. This is when my little sisters from school were in the same theater honor society, uh, Alpha Psi Omega. And so it was my little sisters from school. Now she wasn't a comic. She just worked there. She just worked the door. She was right. a girl working the door, taking tickets and sheets. And I would just come up there and bother her and hang out with her. And that's how I got to meet comics. Because I would just go up there and like see, like on a Sunday, like if I wasn't doing, because I did, when I was doing plays around the city, I was doing improv. <clears throat> I was taking like sketch classes and stuff like that. Just trying to be productive. Dulce is sipping a beverage. I yeah. am. I'm drinking um, mixed fruit Pedialyte is what I'm drinking. Mm, because that I, sounds delish. Yeah, because uh, I don't know if y'all know, but when you get your eggs retrieved, you are makes you the whole process. The hormones makes you extremely dehydrated. dehydrated. Um, so I'm, you know, one of my sponsors, Liquid IV, is the oh. best. <gasps> oh, really? I want to go to them. I went. To, I think I. Ooh, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. Use code Judy Gold. They are fucking great. Liquid IV code. Dot Judy Gold? Co- yes, it. I'm telling you, I love the watermelon. That is my favorite flavor. Uh, passion fruit. I love. It's so good. I drink it really cold. Okay. But oh, this is like a thing. I thought you were talking about like an IV doc situation. No, it's a fucking thing that you put in. You add oh, water. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like real IVs. Have you done that before? What real IVs? Yeah, I've been in the hospital. No, I'm lady. I'm talking about the ones where you're like, I'm dehydrated, and then someone comes to your. No, home. no, no, no. Have you? Yeah. It helped. It. I can say. But they put it in your wrist right yeah they put it in your arm it's intravenous no i can't with that shit i'll just drink i uh i did talk to a doctor about it and he looked at me like i was crazy he was like can you can you can you swallow i was like yes he was like just drink water and then you gave him a blowjob hey now good night everyone listen listen, if i if he had had on a wedding ring (laughs) got some but yeah, so I started meeting comics. That's how I met like Clayton English and Johansley Collins and uh, Big Kenny and Big, yeah, Kenny. Big Kenny Johnson. Yeah, Big Kenny's the one. He's that, the uh, one that told you to be a comic and taught you how to write a joke. Yep. And but it took him two years to get me to do because he taught a stand up class. And I just kept telling him no. And I was like, Big Kenny, I'm an actor. I don't want. Yeah, but you were that I read that, that they said you told great stories. I mean, here you are in the theater. Did you see a difference in the people that were doing stand-up versus the people who were doing theater? I mean, did you, the camaraderie? Absolutely. It's, um, the thing that I, the reason I didn't want to do stand-up is because doing stand-up scared me. Right. Because I'd never been on stage and been myself and said my own words. Right. So I knew, so like, that's the thing. Like when I see comics go on stage, I'm like, because people are like, what's your, like, for new comics, what's, what's the tip you want to give them? I'm like, plant your feet, find your light. And that will stop 40% of the issues that you're having. Right. Um, because it's the fact, like, when a lot of comics start, they've never been on stage before. 
So Big Kitty said, for me, I at least done, I'd already knocked out half you, the issues. Right, the being comfortable up there, yeah. Because I had been on stage, I'd been on st- stage in front of a thousand seat, seat theater. Right. By myself. And done a model, I, you know, I used to do, I did, had to sing, I used to do musicals, I have to sing, I have to dance, I have to children's shows. I've done Jack and the Beanstalk, where I was the goose that laid the golden eggs and all my emotions yeah. conveyed through squawking. Um, you know, just, but you, but it was a comfortable space. It was a comfortable for you, and was. and you. I've heard you speak about this, which I totally agree with. You know, the audience smells fear. The yes. audience smells when you are uncomfortable, and it makes them uncomfortable. It's not like they're there yes. to see someone struggling. You know, and see, and that's why there's those comics. The comic that works in the space of the audience being uncomfortable is working a lot harder mm-hmm. than other comics because you are making people uncomfortable. You're making people uncomfortable with what you're saying, but right. not your presence on stage. You right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when people see somebody on stage, they want to trust. Trust. Big thing. Big thing. Yes. That's why the bait and switch is always a good comedic tactic because it's like, you thought I was going to say this thing? Right, right, right. Nah, bitch, I said this other thing. Right. So that's why it works. But so if you're, so the comics that want the the crowd to be awkward, if you are also awkward, like an Andy Kaufman situation. Right. Then nobody knows what the fuck's happening. And the audience is even more fucked up. Right. Right. If you're living in that awkward comedy. But they trusted him. They trusted Andy Kaufman. Yes. But it took a second. They didn't immediately trust him because they were like, what the fuck is this? Wait, what's up? All right, I'll go along with it. Yeah. And then once you look, because even in his awkwardness, he still lets you know, we're doing this together. Together. Together we're doing this. And so getting on stage and seeing, you know, people when they're first starting, that's why I hate going to open mics. Right. Because people think that it's elitist that I don't go to open mics or whatever. One, they're open mics. Fuck wants to go to an open mic. Right. Two, Save it for the people who need the open mics. Bro, you don't need me here. What the fuck am I doing right. here? Right. I, I work. You never have to be in here again. But the other thing, the real reason I don't like going to open mics is because as a performer, I can feel you struggling. Oh, Yeah. A hundred times more than the audience can. Yes. Oh, so to see 10 people go up and they're just, there's there's probably two, three good people on it. There's seven people who are fucking flailing. And to see someone flailing and to, because there's a difference in watching someone flail. And then there's watching someone flail, knowing that feeling. Right. And it's almost reliving it. Yes. Or not being able to help them. Right. Well, you know, it makes me think of the slap because I've known Chris. We, you know, we started together. I've known Chris for so long. Right. And people, when that happened, I got, I got physically ill. I, right. you know, that's my brother. Like, I, I'm sorry. And, and, that makes sense. 
And I also know him. And like people were like, oh, was that plant? I'm like, no, look, I knew what the number yeah. of people that asked me if that was planned. And right. my answer to that person was always the point of that would be what? Right. Right. What is the point? What is the point? There's no entertainment value. And to an assault. Will, yeah. To a, there's nothing. There's no entertainment value to Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. What I will say is. As a comic, it bothered me. As a person, I understood it. Right. Only because there's only so many times you can talk about a man's wife. I understand he's a comic. Chris Rock has been making jokes about that woman since the 90s. And you can tell by the jokes that he was doing that she had rejected him. At some point in the 90s or whatever. Now, am I saying should he have slapped him? No. Should he have slapped him in front of all those white people? Absolutely the fuck not. That was a family fight that should have been done in the right. back at an after party or a conversation. That's not a slap. Right. All them white people shouldn't have seen that. Right? The whole audience shouldn't have seen that. We shouldn't. And also it's like there was a black production company for the Oscars yes. that year. So yes. that should have been a family fight. If you're going to yep. slap this man, don't do it on stage. What I didn't like about the situation, so I understood that there's so many times you can talk about a man's wife without that man reacting, period. There's so many times you can talk about a person's spouse or partner without that person reacting. Right. Because he's had to apologize in the past for what he said. What I didn't like more about it was that it stopped being about Will Smith hitting Chris Rock. It started being about Jada Pinkett's infidelity and how that. Oh, yeah, Chris, yeah, 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 yeah. Hit Chris. And I was like, no, no, Will Smith is a grown ass man. Right. Even That's Jada a good point. Would have said slap the shit out of him. He made the decision to get up and do it. So all accountability was taken. I had women in my face going, well, he only did this because Jada cheated. How the fuck does him slapping Chris Rock have anything to do with his marriage? Right, right. So it's not only one, you not only are we not, we're not making Will Smith accountable. Now it's Jada Pinkett's fault. Right, it's always a woman's fault. Always Hello? Woman's fault. Right, it's always a woman's fault. So it's just like that whole situation was, so it stopped being about the trauma that happened to Chris Rock and started being about what Jada Pinkett did wrong. Right. Which is never, which but that's the, that is, and that's why you're so good at your job because that is, that is breaking it down and you can separate the narrative from the truth. Thank you. You're welcome. It's every time that like Kanye would flip out, they'd blame it on Kim Kardashian. I'm just like, right. No, no. Why are men, men men never have to fucking take responsibility for anything. What I love, I got the Judy, I got the wildest DM the other day. Yeah. This woman messaged me and said, hey, I just want to come to you woman to woman about Trevor. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Now, when you know somebody comes to you woman to woman. Yeah. That means that somebody is out here doing dirt. Right. And she was like, I just want to come to you woman to woman about Trevor. And, you know, if you want to talk to me, here's my number. You know, maybe we can get together. All of us could get. I was like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Wait, wait. 
What just happened here? What is that about? Girl, I don't know. Because I'm like, you can't come to me woman to woman when you're trying to get with him, you goofy bitch. No. Oh, woman my God. Means, woman to woman means. So glad I'm a lesbian again. Girl, yeah. you telling me ain't no woman coming to some woman, woman, a woman with a lesbian cheek? <laughs> that seems like everybody's going woman to woman in that whole situation. It, <laughs> it's only women to women. Like, that's the yeah, but thing. they all know each other. That's the whole problem with the lesbian. They all know each other. They break up, but they're best friends and share a dog or a cat. It's like just ridiculous with the lesbians. They never let go. That's interesting. Well, they always yeah. do. They really move in together that fast. Oh my! Some of them, yeah. I, Elisa and I don't live together. So, and we've been I've together fifteen you, and a half years. I've heard about this that y'all don't stay in the same abode. Yeah, yeah. Hey everyone, you know one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which. Yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity and eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required, okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me, I never lie, Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S, dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero, okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. All right, I have to go back to your life. Yes, uh, you become a comic. Yes, Big Cat um, convinces me to. So this I become a comic because oh. you're a theater person. Yes. When you get on stage, finally. Yes. As Dulce. Yes. You know, bare, raw Dulce. Yes, me. And you get your first laugh as Dulce. Is it a different feeling than laying the golden egg? 
I think like Benny Kenny was saying, because I knew how to tell a story and I knew how to tell a joke and I had been in comedic plays before. So I knew what getting a laugh felt like. But to um, your own stuff, was it different? Yeah. I could say it was surprising. Because when I'm telling a story, I know exactly. First of all, I've told the story before. I know where the laugh is. Right. But this is in conversation. Right. If these are not joke, 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 jokes. The other thing is, Bikini was teaching a class, a stand-up class. That's what he was trying to get me to take. And I wouldn't take right. the class, and I didn't have the $300 for the class. And the class comes up again. I'm not working. And I tell him that. And then he goes, you're supposed to do this. You're not going to pay for the class. And then a couple days later, my mother said she had a dream that I was making, that the world was laughing at me. Wow. So I was like, all right, between Jesus and my mama and Big Kenny not making me go to this, not charging me the $300 for the Wait, Jesus, go ahead. Hey, yo, give that bit. Let's acknowledge the fact that the man is Jewish, okay? Why would he play this game? Okay. L'chaim. So. (laughs) Okay. uh, all of these things came together and I was like, you know what? My mother had this dream. The class is going to be free. Let me take it. So the first time I did stand up in front of an audience, it was a set that had been vetted through a six week class. I okay. So that I knew was going to be. Right, Cause you had already been working on it. It right. wasn't. Yeah. The first laughs that I actually got from something that I worked on was like a year later. I was doing a show at the uh, new funny, because the funny farm had closed and moved. And I was doing these jokes and I'd been doing them for a while. And then I just got on stage and was just like, I'm tired of saying these fucking jokes. Let me just go off the top of my head. Right. And see what happens. And that, and so I ended up recording it on my phone and I ended up with like a new, like almost like 10 minutes. Because I just talked about like conversations I'd had with my brother, certain things like that. And like that was the first time. Right. You that you let it all go and really, just be and yeah. you felt like a real comic. Yeah. And because the, the thing is, when you ask me about the difference between actors and comics, I can tell you. Being around actors. I am an actor, but being around actors, I would always describe it as like. When I was younger, maybe not so much now. I describe it as like a, you know, you're doing a puzzle and the piece, you know, it's going to like, it's the right shape and the cutout is right, but you put it down and it doesn't just, it just doesn't, doesn't fit. Yeah. It just doesn't, it, one side always kind of, it yeah. never lays completely flat. It just kind of, one side just kind of yeah. pops up a little bit, but the shape is all right. That's how I always kind of felt around actors a lot of the time. And then I got around comics and I was like, oh, there are other people that see the world. But like, Judy, I've been wanting to say this on stage for so long and I've never figured out how to do it. So we all know Schindler's List. Ding. Um, Not to take over. I remember, I guess, seeing parts of it as an adult. And it was the scene. It was like an interview or something on TV. And they were showing a scene where they were like closing the door to the train and closing the door to the gas chambers. And then there was like 
a scene where they like go to shoot somebody that's like because they couldn't figure out who stole that chicken. And I was watching it, and then I remembered this is a fucking movie. Right. So some of this shit, you've done a movie before. Mm-hmm. Some of this shit doesn't work. So they go to slide a door and it doesn't fucking close. And it's just three, four times of them trying to close this door. Or they go to shit and the gun doesn't work. Right. What I'm saying is, I want to see the Schindler's List blooper reel. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I'm never gonna release it. Right. I'm never gonna let it ha- Right. No, it's it's make believe. Yeah. But no, gonna I let mean, that happen. Right. But I said that to a regular person one day, and they looked at me like I was fucking nuts. I said that. Well, to no, a- that is a great idea for a bit. Like no matter what movie you're fucking watching, it's a fucking movie. It's a movie. And even right. a movie that's like so intense like that, I'm like that, and not- they have to read. I mean, there is something and okay. Your um your baby is going to be taken away. We're going to take. We're, let's take two on the baby being taken away. Damn. Uh, okay. We want. We need your baby. Let's do it again. We need to get different light on the baby yes. being murdered. Yeah, Actually, that's exactly. Can we? Can we? Can we bring in the, this one's kind of can cut we baby, please? Yeah, cut. cut. Like, <laughs> I ha- so I first I was like looking and I was like, this is a fucking movie. So some of this shit. Somebody was like, there was probably a very intense scene where the old boy's typing and the typewriter gets stuck. Right. Some shit. And someone's phone went off. Yeah. Well, not off. on Schindler's List because I don't think there were phones. Yeah. Right. But like, I get it. I get it. Somebody fucking flubbed a line. I like that. like that. But you see what I'm saying? I, yeah. You say that to us, like, with comics, yeah. call non-comic civilians. But this girl was like, yeah. are you, why would you think that? I said, because it was still a fucking. Right. Movie. That people don't get the way we think. That's what being around comics. comics. I know you feel understood. There yeah. is a thing. It's like, yo, I can say whatever I am thinking to you and you're not going to think like, what the fuck? Like, it's true. That is so true. Because even with Elisa, I'll, she's like, really? I'm like, no. This is not, um, I looked at somebody. I was like, she looks like Booper Rail. And my homeboy went, go on. Because he's a comic. He's like, give right. me examples. What happened? What do you right. think? Went down? Like the first thing you did, the first thing you did after I told you was, oh yeah, the baby cut when the second time. <laughs> like, yes. Because uh, will- I'm sorry, your hair. Can you move the hair? And like the person's like, uh, cut. Okay. Yes. Background, um, background, background, <sighs> background. Listen, when they go into the chair, I, ne- I need you to, I need you to fall, all fall at the same time. The gas at the same time. So you're going to get shot into the pit. Yeah. Okay. Number four, so, you're, you're dying a little, like, can you just die quicker little, and get little, into that dip? Thank you. Just, your your, your um, death's taking too long. You don't, you don't, you're, while you're falling I love so it. slow. Yeah. God, so we're creating. Like, we're creating. Yes. Um, Dulce. Being a comic is like, it's like being yes, able to. Have I love that description. Wildest we, fucking thought. Yeah. In 2017, you auditioned for The Daily Show. And you went in, not thinking you, not like not even thinking you were going to get it. And your birthday is July 4th. You know, everything I've read about your audition or heard you say about your audition tells me you weren't the least bit nervous. Um, Oh, I was, 
listen, I didn't even want to move to New York. Right. You hate New York. We know that. Listen, you're Um, welcome. Um, But yeah, I, oh, that audition. Well, you know, they gave me a deadline of like Thursday. I was on the road. I was in New York. One of my friends was supposed to help me do the tape. Right. She couldn't help me. I missed the deadline. Right. And I called my manager and I was like, oh, I missed the deadline. Shit. You miss deadlines for auditions all the time when you're on the road, right? Right. And so I was like, fuck, I missed the deadline. Okay, fine, whatever. And then he calls me back and goes, they gave you an extension. And I was like, motherfucker. Okay, fine. I got got out of just another audition. I'm going to go to bed. Whatever. And then so for me to be able to tape it, I had to call my manager on my laptop and then use my phone as the camera. Right. And then, because he was very adamant that I was going to get this tape in. And so I send the first tape in, and then I have to do another callback, and I have to send that in. And then they... Then they wrote something that you were supposed to do, right? They They, told me I had to... They gave me something to do in front of the green screen. Right. And then the second piece I had to write for the callback, and my piece was about how hard it is to be Black and have my birthday on July 4th. Right. And I love it. And you painted your nails. Oh, I had July 4th nails. Right. Me, uncle at the nail shop. I had all kind of airbrushed fireworks and July yeah. 4th. All kind of patriotisms. Yeah. All up in me. You see what I'm saying? So I wanted to know. I, I just didn't even know. Listen, if I get this job, these nails going to have to stay. I pop in. Because I currently have red nails out here looking like a high school principal. Yeah. To class. What are you doing out here? Or, you know, the Jezebel of your town. <laughs> Give me your real adult. Or you can have the Jewish, I pick my cuticles since I'm, you know, three years old. No, ma'am. Nails. No, ma'am. Okay. Band-aids on. You'll be all right. Uh, I used to bite my nails, but I wanted pretty long nails like my mama, so I stopped. Uh, Which means at one point I had willpower. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go in, you audition for Trevor, correct? Mm-hmm. And then you get in a car you're hanging out and you get in the car to go back to the airport. And within two hours of your audition, you have 90 people on the phone. Everyone who represents you telling you motherfuckers on the phone. And I was like, cause this is the people don't realize that it's your manager, right? So first of all, your manager's assistant calls you and then your manager's on the phone. And then that assistant then has to call your lawyer. Their right. assistant gets a lawyer on the phone. Than everybody who's on your team at your agency. So there's, you know, a population of a small town on the phone. And they're like, you got the job. And I was like, I know I got the job. And they're like, how do you know? I said, because when I don't get a job, it's only my manager. Right. I know. Whenever they call me together, my manager, my agent, my lawyer, I'm like, it's either something really horrible. Yes. Or you got the job. Yeah. Like, y'all ain't fooling nobody. But I can tell you the crazy thing is. Oh, people are going to hate me for this. When I got, when my manager told me about the audition, I had a gut feeling, and it's only only happened a few times, where I was just like, fuck, I'm going to get this job. Yeah, I I, I know. I know that feeling. I just knew. I was like, that's why I was like, oh, I can't get the audition. Right. I already knew I was going to get the job, and I was like, I didn't get it. And he was like, no, they gave you an extension. I was like, of course they did. Now, Trevor's leaving. I'm uh, happy for him to be starting the next 
Yeah, chapter, chapter of his life. life. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, I remember when it started, I mean, I remember when the Comedy Channel started, when Comedy Central started. Um, does it make you nervous there's going to be a new host or do you look forward to whatever? It's none of my business. Yeah. It's none of my business. As long as this check comes when it's supposed to come. Right. It's none of my business. I mean, we really have no control over anything in this fucking business. No, and it's, and it's not, not about us. That's the other not, thing. Honestly, it's that's that man's career. You know, they've already let us know the show ain't going nowhere and that's fine. But if the show does go somewhere, I'm going to get another job. Right. I think the thing I don't appreciate is everybody that I know, especially at comics being like, well, I'm rooting for you to be the new host. And I'm like, I don't want that job. Well, right. I think it'd be great for you. I know, I but no one asked you. Job. No one fucking no, asked no you. No one asked you. I haven't seen you in months. What the fuck are you talking about? And shut or, the fuck up. Right. Or I hate people so much. I can't even But tell listen, you. my favorite is, so can you tell me anything? No. I right. can't. It's a fucking job. I can't tell you. It's a it's a goddamn it's a work thing. It's a I job. know. I can't not nobody at KFC can sit up and tell you all them damn eleven herbs and spices. I cannot fucking <laughs> tell you what the fuck is happening at my job. And I'm like, even if I did know, some comment was like, I can't believe you didn't tell me. I'm like, bitch, you know how jobs work. Listen, look oh, at please. JFL. They, they swear comics to silence just for JFL. Oh, I know. It's show. I know. The, yeah, it's so stupid. So what I'm saying um, is that so yeah. that's what's been nuts for people like, so what do you know? So what's happening? I'm like, first of all, we've only spoken seven times in life. And I'm not. Yeah, I'm not telling you about my fucking personal shit. No, Sorry. I'm not telling you about my job. I'm not telling you about Trevor. I'm not giving you no insights. I'm not giving you cheat codes because it's still professionalism. It's still a job. I'm not telling right. you shit. Right. But it's it's. Don't root for me. I don't want the job. That's somebody else's blessing. Right. And if I tell you I don't want, I literally had to say to somebody the other day, I said, the job is very fucking hard. You don't work there. I just think it'd be great for you. Thank you. Okay, but no one asked you. Shut the fuck up. The things that people say to comics because they but think they is, know us. But this yeah. is comics saying, comics saying it. And it's just because they want a fucking job. That's, That's why. Uh, Judith. <laughs> Judalina. Talk about that. You know you want you you want you can't live vicariously through me, right? Exactly. I can't. And get that, like you're gonna get the job and be like, you know who, you know who said to me, I hope you get the job. I want to give that person a job. Hey, no, you know what? You know what? You should hope for me a fucking husband. Where's that? Yeah, husband? I want you to have a husband. I want you to have kids because I think you'd be. Ex- I think that you know. I can't believe we have to stop because I want I, there. Here's the other things I wanted to talk to you about. The fact that you thought Trump was going to win and he didn't. Um, The second time? Yes. Oh, I just have no faith in America. Right. Same. I love that. I want to talk about we have to do. We need 20 more minutes Um, that you hate being cold. Um, That's genetic, Judy. Yeah. I hate it, too, even though I'm fucking Eastern European. I love uh, that you're now in therapy, that your podcast and that. Your bit about the way I, I just love your take on racism. It needs to be spread around the world and people need to understand the way you talk about it is it just just I mean, reading about you and that your mother and the profound effect that your mother dealing with segregation had on you. And then the fact that you talk about, listen, the South versus the North, which yeah. no one talks about yeah. um, because we didn't have plantations in the North. But there was um, 
there was slavery. The, the fact that Central Park was uh, was were homes for it was a huge black community um, before it was turned into such. I mean, there's so much people need to know. And the way you talk about the North separating the white people into, you know, it's, it's segregating white people. Yes. You know, oh, they were like the Irish and the Italians and the fucking yeah, Greeks. That's because they, they, you know, why? Because they came over here not against their will yeah. and created their own communities. And then you bring black people over here against their will and treat them as three fifths, not even a person. Like, and they build the entire country. They yeah. built your fucking country. You built the White House. Fucking assholes. Yeah, built the, the fucking. I hate them. Okay, and you know, and the reason that the so you discriminate against the Irish and the Italians because they're Catholic. Right. So one of the things I talked about when one of my auditions was, and I got to hop off because I got to go to therapy. I know. I have two questions you have to answer because every podcast. All right. Ready? Well, first of all, what do you do for your mental health? Which I think we already covered because Um, you just started therapy. Therapy? Korean dramas. Korean. And you're learning how to speak Korean, I read. Yeah. Korean drama. Okay. So the thing about Korean dramas, right? When you watch anything with subtitles is you can't do anything. Right. You got to look at the screen the whole, because if you look right, can't miss a plot point. Right. So it makes your brain just brilliant. Brilliant. Focusy focus, man. You're watching action. You're very smart. Also, I have a craft room in my apartment. Crafts. That's great. Okay. Podcast is called Kill Me Now because I get pissed off about a lot of things. And I say kill me now all the time. What pisses you off more than anything in the entire world? That makes you fucking crazy. It could be the littlest thing. But what makes you like, I can't fucking deal with this? Little things not working. Like a a thing that there's no reason that. Right. I get. Yeah. Okay. So So like a lighter not working. Right. 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 Um a website not coming up correctly. Yes, yes, yes. Like something that you think you don't have to think about that they make you fucking think about because it's fucking up your day and your plans. Yes, I agree with that. A little thing that drives me fucking nuts. Like a a zipper fucking up on something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's because it because it's tiny, but it fucks everything up. This dress won't close. I can't get this open to get my head. Like little things fucking up drives me insane. Truly, truly. I think that's an ADD thing because, oh, you got to go. But I think it's an ADD thing because uh, we're already on to the next thing. And that thing is ruining our going on to the next thing. Oh, I think it's just because I don't like things not cooperating with me. Yes, yes. I agree with you. Where it's like all you have to do is be a zipper. This is what you do all day. All you've You're ever a done. Zipper. You're Zip a zipper. Zip motherfucker. Up and down, bitch. That's it. That's all you were born yeah. to do. Why are you doing this wrong? Right. And don't anything, separate. Don't anything, fucking separate, you motherfucker. Anything not doing its job right. makes me mad. I love you. I, I, I think you're awesome. I love when you're, we're in the same place together. And I can't thank you enough. Thank you for having me. Dulce, you're fucking great. Please follow Dulce. She's fucking great and smart. And I want to do something together. Yeah, let's what do can it. we do? I don't know. All right. Talk to your therapist about it. Yeah, we'll figure All it right. out. She's an All right. Lady. 
I love you. Thank you so love much. Love you. Thanks, Thanks for being much. on. Mwah. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with Dulce Sloan. I love her. She is awesome. Kill Me Now was produced, is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling, and would not be possible. There would be no podcast without the help of Brittany Jo Sowards. If you haven't uh, subscribed and left a review, I fucking hate you. Five stars. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wanted to tell everyone that I looked up my lift. You know how they give you, if you listen to the end, you know that I'm obsessed with my Uber and Lyft, uh, whatchamacallits, uh, what are they called? Reviews? I don't, I can't, I'm looking on my phone. Okay, so I have on Lyft, I just want you to know, are you ready? My rating, it's called a rating, I couldn't remember, on Lyft is five, five point oh! and people and they them so and everyone can you fucking believe that I'm a 5.0 I worked really hard for that so on Lyft I'm a 5.0 on Uber by the way I am are you ready I am still a mere 4.48 fuck you Uber I am so fucking nice and I always tip here's the thing I don't know if you if this happens to you but like, I'll be in a car and the driver will suck, but I know that this is his life and he probably has like 12 kids and, you know, family out of the country. And I, so I don't, I don't, unless it's like dangerous or they're like anti-Semitic or anti-gay or racist or whatever the fuck, I will give them a, a good review. Is that bad? If I think they need the job. And then I also feel like if you suck at your job, fuck you. But, you know, this country's so fucked up. So I don't know. I don't know. Tell me if you're listening to the end. Tell me if you think it's bad. If I still give. Because I'll give four stars. And then they're asking me questions like, why? And I'm like, oh, God, do I have to really narc on this person? But, you know, sometimes, I, you know, I tend to get this is something. And you can ask Elisa because this is totally true. Whenever I get in like an Uber or a Lyft. I literally get the slowest driver who's driving like 10 to 15 miles an hour. And I want, and I know they're being safe, but I want to fucking kill myself. You know, we're in New York City, fucking step on it. You know what I mean? Okay. But I do get the slowest drivers. It's so, I can't. I mean, maybe that's why I have a 5.0, because I just sit there and I don't say anything. And they probably say, oh, pick this one up because she's not going to complain about how fucking slow you're driving. Anyway, uh, that's all I have to say. Again, I will be at the Greenwich Odium Theater in East Greenwich, Connecticut on November 5. 5. Ten days after that, I turn 6. I'm doing Laughing Liberally, which is a um, show in New York City. Uh, And it's at a theater, and I can't see the theater name because I'm not that smart. Yeah, uh, so look that up, Laughing Liberally, and it's uh, liberal comedians who are talking about the state of our beautiful country. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so I think that's all I have to say to you. Happy Halloween. I don't know what you're dressing up as, but um, this is what I used to dress up as when I was in high school. This is my big. Uh, or was I in high school or was I older? I would put I would put you know wrapping paper on me and a bow, 
And then I would have a, a card on the front that said, to the world from God. And I would act really snotty and I was God's gift to the world. Come on, that's funny. Right? Whatever. Okay, so no one has written me to tell me that they they listen until the end. Otherwise, I would, you know, say your name. But unfortunately, yeah, I don't have anyone. So please write to me and tell me you listened to the end, and then I will mention you and thank you. And I don't know. That's it. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And as we always say, so long. Oh, I'm not even saying so. I want you to fucking vote. Okay, so that's on the 8th, but I'm just mentioning that. Okay, now I'm saying so long again. So long. Gah, 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 gah.